with Kate with Cocktails with a Blonde and Burnett. Today, I am recording a solo episode, and Steph is doing a solo episode as well. The uh, pandemic and working crazy hours has made it so that we need to record separately this week. That's okay. We each have really cool topics to talk about. And so today I'm going to be talking about communication tips for couples. It was something in our Facebook group that people asked us to talk about and give you some tips and tricks to help you move forward in a way that creates a really good foundation for your relationship. So I have a few tips for you today. Um, Hopefully they will be helpful and I'm hoping that you guys will have some questions and I can clarify them for you. So this is really kind of near and dear to my heart because this is what I spend a lot of my time doing is working with couples to create strong foundations in their relationship so that they can have a relationship filled with lots of fun and pleasure and adventure. And I really, really love what I do. So without further ado, let's dive into some tips and tricks. So the first thing that I work with with my clients is I teach them to create a strong foundation from which they can speak to each other in a way that's non-judgmental and that they leave their ego at the door. And so there's a few ways that we go about doing this. But one of the ways that I start my clients out is I have them do a practice every few days or really the more often that you do it, the better. When we were first starting out, it's just a few minutes. So, you know, like under five minutes, which is super easy and doable, and it's easy to create a habit out of it and to maintain it. And so what you do is you and your partner will sit facing each other, making eye contact, and you will tell each other things that you love about each other. And so the person receiving is not allowed to say anything except for thank you. And they don't need to say that even Uh, This is really just creating a space where you can be good listeners to each other and not have anything to say feedback-wise. And what it's doing is creating new neural pathways that allow you to listen to your partner without responding right away. And so we start the practice with things that we love about each other. And you'll set a timer for one minute and you'll face your partner and you'll say, I love that you're so kind. I love that you find so much joy in this. I love when you get excited about this. What it's also doing is helping you dig deep into your psyche or your brain or your heart or whatever it is to find things that you really love and appreciate about your partner. Because sometimes when we're in our bad space, all we're doing is focusing on the negative. So this will bring you back out of the negative and allow you to find those really beautiful things that you love about your partner And it will also teach you to listen when they're talking without letting your ego get involved or feelings get involved. And so you're each taking one minute to do this and making sure that you have eye contact because that's really, really important. And starting out with things that you love. And then on the second week, you're going to add things on. So you could add on clearings. Clearings is a really important one to add. But if you don't feel that you're ready for that, you could add on uh, gratitudes for your partner or desires. And those desires could be things that I desire for us to have a really amazing intimate relationship. I desire to find a new job. It doesn't have to be something about the relationship, 
or about your partner at this point for desires. It's anything that you desire to see in your life that would make your life better. So this is where your dreams would come in too. Like if you have a really big dream of moving across country and setting up shop in the mountains, doing something, this is where that would come out. So I desire to move across the country, find a place in BC and really settle in and create a family. And so allowing yourself to have that safe space to say all your desires and your dreams where your partner can only respond with thank you or nothing. It allows you to later have a conversation that comes from a place of groundedness and a place of appreciation. And so clearings is also something that's really, really important because sometimes our partners will do things that annoy us or you've had a shitty day and you just feel really stressed out. And so adding clearings in means you could say, I'm clearing that I had an awful day at work today and that I took it out on you. I'm clearing that the person that worked at this today, I'm clearing that the traffic was so bad that it made me in such a shitty mood. I'm clearing that I've asked you 10 times to do the dishwasher this way and yet you still do it this way. And so really being able to clear these things without having any response and just say them and just get them off of our chest is really powerful. And it allows us to have a really safe space that we can work in with our partner. And sometimes we don't even need to address these things later. It's just a matter of being able to say them out loud and know that there's not going to be retaliation or you're going to have to defend yourself or you're going to have to have reasoning behind it. This just creates that space or the beginning to have space where you can say what you need to say and know that you can say it in safety without judgment, without fearing what they're going to say back or anything else, because you know, the only thing they can say back is thank you. And it's not always easy to be in this space, but it's really, really powerful. And I recommend that you don't talk about what you've said in these exercises for at least half an hour afterwards. So allow yourself half an hour to really think about it, process it. And when it comes from a place where it's thought about and processed, a lot of the times you won't actually feel the need to discuss what came up. Or you can always go back to your partner and say, you know, when you brought this up and you told me you loved this about me, I had no idea and it made me feel really, really good. So always trying to focus on the positive of it. And going forward from that point of view or from that space is a really great start to getting a strong foundation and good communication. And the more often that you do this practice, the less awkward it's going to be for you. Um, The less you're actually going to think about the things that you want to say, going to say, it will just start to flow. And what it will also do is it will allow you to trust that your partner is able to listen to you and not respond from a place of feelings or anger or being hurt. And so it starts that really strong foundation for safety. And safety is really, really important in relationships to be able to communicate properly. So that's where I start on my clients. Other things that we can do is creating a safe space where you can have your conversations. So I always recommend do not have your conversations in the bedroom. Your bedroom is your sacred space. Your bedroom is where you do only fun things, only good things. In fact, I recommend to my clients to making their bedroom really freaking beautiful. 
and allowing it to be luscious and sensuous and all of the things that is really important to them. So if you're somebody who loves physical touch, then you would have, you know, soft blankets. If you are somebody who loves sparkly things, make sure you've got sparkly things in there. Really make your bedroom a really sacred space for the two of you. So please do not have your hard conversations in the bedroom, but create a safe space in your home where you can have these conversations. And maybe that means you have two pillows that you put away, but when you need to have a conversation, you pull out those two pillows and you sit on the living room floor. Wherever the space is, you're going to designate it as your conversation space. And in that space, you're safe to say whatever you need to say without bringing your egos or judgments with you. And this is going to be hard and it's going to be tricky at first, but remember that you've created this space. In fact, sometimes I encourage my clients to create an iridescent bubble around this space. And in that iridescent bubble, you can only listen. You can only hear what your partner has to say from a place of loving that person. And yet you leave your ego outside. You leave your hurt feelings outside. And when you start to come from a place that's safe that way, you're able to have conversations that create so much intimacy in your relationship that you will wonder why you did not do this before and why it seems so hard to have conversations because all of a sudden conversations become easy and they become simple and they become something not to dread because you know that you feel really heard, you know you feel really seen, and you know that you're able to create that safe space for your partner. And really, there's nothing more intimate than being able to have a conversation about what you're thinking, feeling, you know, things that you desire, things that you dream about, and having our partners listen and hold space for us where we don't feel like we have to defend ourselves. So if it helps, both of you create that really beautiful iridescent bubble. Like imagine that when you're a kid, those pretty bubbles that have the rainbows in them, And imagine that around the space that you've created for yourself, because you also don't want this part of your home to be somewhere that has bad energy around it. You just want a safe space that you can talk that isn't your bedroom, that isn't your sacred space, and that will allow you to become closer to each other. And I think that's something too that I encourage my couple clients to work with is really putting that intimacy and that closeness first. And so as much as we might want to respond with anger or we might want to respond with out of fear or we want to respond out of sadness, allow our partners to speak so that we can fully understand. And that means that you also have a time where you can ask questions for clarification. Because when you get really clear about what your partner is saying to you, it really helps you be able to figure out where to go from there. But if you don't understand what your partner is trying to tell you, that's where a lot of the miscommunication comes in. And so ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but know that there's a time for that. And so when your partner is speaking and telling you all the things that they are upset about, remembering that they also need to come at it like, this is how I feel, not blaming the other partner, knowing that you can ask questions safely and knowing that you're not judging the person when you're asking the questions. So that this really envisioning this beautiful bubble around you has helped so many of my clients create that safe space that they found it difficult to create before. And although it sounds kind of silly, um, don't knock it till you try it, give it a shot and allow this protection bubble to be around both of you. 
my third tip for you guys tonight is to really own your own stories and own what you have to say to each other. Because what happens is we come at it in a way that makes our partner feel that they're being attacked because we're not owning our own feelings or we're blaming it on the other person or we're saying like, you did this to me or something that your partner has done has made you fearful or it's triggered you. Maybe it triggers the way that you view relationships from past relationships, or maybe it's a way that you watch your parents have relationships with each other. And so it's not actually something that your partner is doing wrong. It's just, it's triggered you in some way. And so I find coming at it from a place where you can say to your partner, I have this story that I'm telling myself and I'm telling myself this story because of this, this, and this. It gets rid of the defensiveness and the need to argue about the details. It's really about owning your own narrative that you've created and then allowing your partner to respond to that in a way that, oh, no, I would have never meant to make you feel that way. Or yes, that is what's happening, right? Like it allows you to be clear about what's happening, but come at it in a way that your partner doesn't need to be defensive about. So an example of this might be, um, there's a story I'm telling myself. And it's that because you're always on your phone at night and that you're talking to somebody else, it's making me really feel that there might be somebody else And it makes me so sad to feel that we're not close and intimate anymore. And I know that it's a story I'm telling myself, and I'm not saying that this is true, but this is how it's making me feel. And then allowing your partner to respond to that, to respond to the story. So, oh no, that's not the story at all. I'm sorry that I'm making you feel that way. I would never want to make you feel insecure. I know that from your past, you've had people who have cheated on you and I would never want you to feel that way again. Thank you for telling me. I'll try and be more mindful of being on my phone at night and I'll make sure that I'm spending more time with you instead. Or, oh no, that is not what's happening. Maybe we could like look up what I'm looking up together or I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I would never want to make you feel like that. What's something that I could do to make you feel better, right? Always asking our partners what we want too and what we need. What do you need me to do? What do you want from me? But in a way that's not being facetious or, well, what do you want from me? Like really honestly saying to our partners, what can I give you? How can I support you? How can I make you feel better? Also in this, when you're telling a story, using the words what and how will be very powerful. As soon as you say why, our partners feel the need to respond to that. And what do you mean why? Well, just because. It really gets our backs up, gets us defensive, doesn't give us a place to come from where we can actually think about it. Where when we say, what about that makes you upset? We actually have to stop for a second and think, what about that does make me upset? Maybe it's that I would prefer that you spend that time with me instead of on your phone at night. Maybe it's that you've triggered me because all of my past partners have had affairs and it's always been done through texting. And it also opens up the ability to have these really deep conversations about these things that are bothering us 
without defensiveness, without the need to bring a lot of anger or heatedness or pointed fingers or blaming people because you've owned your own narrative about what's going on. Accepting that it might not be the truth, accepting that, you know, you really might be filling in the gaps with your fears or past that has led you to believe that when this, this, and this happens, this is where things are going. When in reality, all it is simply is your partner's tired and they're mindlessly scrolling the internet because they just want to turn their brain off. And so the two of you could find a way to really decompress at the night together. Maybe it's watching a movie together. Maybe it's reading to each other. You know, we talked about erotica and how you can read erotica to each other. That's a really nice way to spend some time together before bed. Or even we talked about in our masturbation episode, we talked about how you could go through different uh, websites for toys. Do that together. You know, you can find lots of fun things that you can do together at night where it allows you to decompress, it allows you to shut down, it allows you to close, but also creates intimacy between the two of you without feeling the need to have sex or make out. I mean, those things might lead to sex and making out, but it's also just an activity you can do on your own. And so using this, there's a story I'm telling myself and owning it opens it up to so much more communication. It opens up to understanding where your partner is coming from. It opens up to understanding your partner understanding you. What is it that's triggering you? How your feelings work? Because we don't know and we are not mind readers. And so it's absolutely not possible for us to understand what's going on with our partner without talking about it, without asking. You know, we can make assumptions, but assumptions just lead us down a whole other road of shit to deal with later. So just ask, you know, what does this mean for you? How can I help you? I know that this is something that might trigger you. How can we get past this? What can we do together as a couple that will make you feel secure? And really being supportive of our partners in that way by opening up the story with, this is my story I'm telling myself. It's making me feel like this. Could you please help me feel better about it? The story aspect that I teach my clients is so, so powerful. And you can use this in any situation, actually. It does not have to be with a partner. You can use it with people at work. You can use it with your family members. It just is a way to have a conversation with somebody that is deep and meaningful without having to deal with ego or defensiveness. So even if you're dealing with a parent or a sibling, you can say, you know, there's a story that I've been telling myself for years about such blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm wondering if we could talk about that. Or is that actually true? Is that how you felt? And you'll find that you'll get much more information out of somebody and much more compassion from somebody rather than if you went at like, well, you're texting all the time at night. So clearly you're cheating on me. Do you see how the difference, the difference is there? Owning it. This is my story I'm telling myself. Because you're texting on me, there is the potential that you're cheating on me and it's making me feel awful. Can we talk about it? Two, well, you're texting all the time at night. You must be texting other women or other men. So clearly you're cheating on me. It creates such a big difference, right? Like going at it from the anger and going at it from hurt and going at it from fear as opposed to coming from a grounded space of this is the story I am telling myself and owning my own narrative that I've created in my brain. Using all of these tips and tricks will allow your brains to settle down 
create new neural pathways, create new habits, new patterns that you can come from when you want to communicate with your partner. It will allow you to come from a strong foundation where you don't have to deal with ego. You don't have to deal with judgment. You can really come from a place of wanting to understand, of having compassion for your partner, of love, and just really accepting your partner for who they are and who their truth is. Because when we come at it from judgment and ego and anger and fear, we are do not have the ability as humans to really accept our partners for who they are. And the second we start accepting our partners for who they are, not what we wish that they were, or not who we hoped they would be, but for who they are, we can actually start having really, really deep, intimate relationships that will allow us to really overcome anything that we want to. It will allow us to have more fun, more joy, more pleasure. This is one of the things that when I have clients who come to me who don't want to have necessarily Um, a monogamous relationship or a traditional relationship, this is what we work on first. We work on creating this really strong foundation so that they can have an open relationship and have the communication skills necessary to be able to do that or to be able to have a polyamorous relationship or to be able to swing. You know, for any relationship whatsoever, you need to have a really strong foundation in communication and acceptance to be able to navigate life. You know, this acceptance and getting rid of judgment is huge and it's so powerful. So trying these activities or practices out, you know, going back to the beginning when we talked about creating that time for each other where you can tell each other everything you love about them, everything that you desire, everything that you're grateful for, and not being able to respond allows you to become really good listeners for each other and to accept your partner for who they are with no response, no feedback, no ability to say anything, making sure you're maintaining the eye contact because that's really important too. And then adding in clearings, you know, every week adding on a new piece and then creating that safe space for each other where you can have these hard conversations and know that that space is literally just for that conversation, creating the bubble around it, not having a conversation in our bedrooms where we want to be intimate and have fun and experience pleasure and playfulness. And then, you know, talking about this is the story I'm telling myself. This is how I'm feeling about it. And not having to deal with the defensiveness, the reactionary responses, but being able to respond from a place of groundedness, a place of acceptance, a place of, oh, you're owning your own story, which is huge because you're not blaming me. You're owning your story. And this is how you're feeling. Well, let's work on that. Let's fix that. And so these are three really great ways that you can start to have a strong foundation and really good communication. And I would love to hear your feedback on how it works in your relationships. Give it a try. Even if you just try the one where you say things that you love to about each other, because oftentimes we stop telling our partners things we love about them, that we appreciate about them, about how they're so wonderful. And so even just introducing that, doing that two or three times a week, and it literally takes two minutes because you each get one minute, is so powerful to allow our partners to know how much we love and appreciate them. And that right there starts to create some really deep intimacy and a stronger connection. So give it a shot. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear all about it. Um, Tell us your tips and tricks for communication. What do you do? What do you find that works for you? Are there special things that you've learned over the years? Are there certain things that you're looking for to help make your relationship better? Let us know because we are 
so happy to support you, to help you have really amazing relationships, to guide you, to give you feedback, whatever it is that you need from us, just let us know. I am super excited because this is my very favorite thing to do with couples is really create this strong foundation, this really beautiful communication, because when you guys start doing this and you start having that really beautiful intimacy, it is going to blow your mind. It is going to be so, so powerful. And that is why I do what I do because I freaking love seeing my clients and their partners really drop into that magical space of intimacy and communication. So let us know what you think. I'd love to hear feedback. Um, Steph and I will do probably another communication tips for not necessarily couples, but just communication tips in general later on, maybe in the new year. It's a good way to start the new year. But for now, we'd love to hear what you have to say about these tips and tricks. And we hope that you are having a really, really wonderful Tuesday. If you're listening to this on our release days, because Tuesdays are our release days, check us out on Instagram at Cocktails with BV. Check us out on Facebook with Cocktails with a Blonde and Brunette. And check out our Patreon page where we have extra information, extra tips and tricks. And depending on which level of Patreon you are, we also have lots of free information on there. Uh, you also get to be invited to monthly Q&As with us. And we have special events that we hold. We also do draws. We do contests in there. We do different polls. There's a lot more information in there. It's a lot more interactive. And so if you want to interact more with us, check out our Patreon page. Join one of our levels. They're all named after cocktails, which is super fun. So you get to have that recipe as well. And we would love to have you in there. We'd love to interact with you all more. We'd love to know more what you think, more of what you want to hear. And so until I see you in our Patreon group or our Facebook or our Instagram, have an awesome day, everybody. And we will talk to you soon.